Monica Perez, your libertarian voice on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB every Saturday from 3 to 6. This is my first show of the year, and I'm telling you about what I think is coming in 2016. And I got to say, I thought my first show was going to be last week, January 2nd, and I had everything all laid out. But I got scooped all week long by things happening that I predicted would happen and really big, big things. So I'm going to continue to give you my top 10, including the things I got scooped on that seem obvious now. But one of them was the economic. There was the economy was going to totter. We're going to have a crisis that I didn't necessarily think was going to be hyper-advertised if my theory was if the powers that be want Hillary, they'll kind of fudge the numbers on the economy. But if they want a Republican, a Republican's more likely to win in a bad economy after a two-term president uh, from the Democratic Party. That's just how it works. People want to change when they think bad things are happening. So I saw that coming, and this was the worst week in the Dow in the longest time. China is, like, on the verge of collapse, practically, and uh, and things are not looking good. So that was that's actually my number two, uh, or my number three, and I'm going to count down the rest of them. I've got a couple more. If you want to go back and listen to my whole list, go to my podcast in a couple of days. It'll be on my website, MonicaPerezShow.com. But the last one I mentioned was right before the break was this uh, march that we are always getting closer to an integrated world, to world government, might even take the uh, have to get a World War III to catalyze it all, to make it happen. But the march towards a world government is obvious to me. And they and the paralete, if you read their books, they tell you about it. So it, and the popes have been talking about it. You just have to believe what you're reading and understand they're not kidding. <laughs> you know, they're not playing. So it looks like I got a lot of calls for that uh, when I mentioned that, and I'm ready to take more. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. First, I'm going to go to Joel in Atlanta. Joel, you're on with Monica. Yes, ma'am. Thank you very much, ma'am, for all you're doing for liking us. Uh, I got a question about, with all the games that Obama and Mrs. Clinton have been playing, that they lied about the Benghazi story, that there was no email that was sent to her asking for security, and everything has been shown out that they sent her email. And why did they still leave her to run? Yeah, I think that the Benghazi thing, just like Operation Fast and Furious, the gun running thing, and so many other operations that happen behind the scenes have nothing to do with Democrat or Republican. So whatever was going on there, which it seems clear, guns were coming out of Benghazi, up through Turkey, into Syria for an unapproved, unofficial CIA operation that Republicans and Democrats knew about. So they can't hold her feet to the fire without implicating themselves, in my opinion. Does that make sense? Yes. No, I'm saying our brothers, our brothers that died in Benghazi, yeah. that, were, that were asking for security, 
And Madam Clinton, she lied that she didn't get any email showing that the people requested for security. I hear you. And what I'm saying is she would be called out on that. She would they would be talking about that in her trials or whatever if they wanted the truth to come out. But they don't want the truth to come out. They want to bury it. They want to look like they're trying to get to the truth, but they really don't want the whole truth because everybody will go down. They didn't bring them security on purpose, probably. Yes, ma'am. On the on the immigration, if they attack him, uh, brother, brother Trump, for talking about immigration, since he had a better solution to, to solve this immigration problem, why, if they want really immigration, why can't they give these people to Saudi Arabia? They are well uh, country. Why oh, it's they- so crazy. Listen to this craziness about Saudi Arabia. They have tents for millions of migrants because yeah. they have Mecca, right? So people have to go there and they're like, we can't take any refugees. Uh-huh. We. But here's the thing. So I thought, wow, they take their responsibilities of guarding Mecca really seriously. You know, what do I know about that culture? Then I read like a thousand people died in the Hajj getting crushed trying to get there. So Saudi Arabia doesn't care about those people. That Saudi Arabia thing, that is going to really explode in the news. I don't know what's going on there. If they we can, in my opinion, they don't do stuff without our approval approval. So I don't know what they're up to, but it, it looks fishy. If they, are, if they are wanting America to take all kinds of people into this country, they, Saudi Arabia won't accept their own Islamic brothers. Uh, Turkey, uh, uh, Dubai will not accept their own Islamic brothers. Why must we accept them when we don't know whom they are? Not they to are mention talking, that what, Trump. what Saudi Arabia and Qatar do in Syria makes that problem worse because they arm these people who are disrupting that whole government. So you got to worry about that. I, I, I'm i with you there. I mean, that that's uh, going to be a big, big thing in 2016. That's one of my items here, my next item up. I'm going to elaborate on it. I want to take some more calls, but it has to do with the escalation in Syria. It's going to happen. Obama's going to leave a big, big war for his successor. I'm going to Betty and Cummings. Hi, Betty. You're on with Monica. Yes, Monica. I'm a little hoarse and I'm nervous. Oh, don't be nervous at all. I got my daughter to Google how many dictators had taken all the guns away. It was Fidel Castro, Mao Zedong, Stalin, Hitler, Chavarez, and I guess there's more. But this is just the tip of the iceberg. There's no telling what this president's going to do before it's over. I'm with you, Betty, and I don't just think, though, that it's this president. I think... Just like the immigration issue and other, the Syrian war, both parties are in on this idea of put concentrating all the power at the top. Mm. So they, they, to do that, they have to get the guns. And if it's not a Democrat, it's going to be a Republican. And I, I hate to put it like that, but I just don't trust either party to, scary to me. protect our fundamental rights. It's yeah, so, so. scary. Thanks for the call, Betty. Uh, I'm going to go to Steve in Canton. Hi, Steve. You're on with Monica. Hi, Monica. Uh, thanks for being the uh, libertarian voice, and uh, I'm glad that uh, you're here another year. Uh, another year, your work is important. Thanks uh, for calling. You're contributing. Um, just wanted to mention uh, something that your listeners may want to, they can actually Google themselves. Uh, one of the most important parts of this of this world order is land ownership. 
And the Queen of England owns 6,600 million acres of land on this planet and owns the land in 31 countries. Well, Steve, let me interrupt you because I actually have investigated that myself. And you, I take issue a little bit in how that's calculated because it includes a lot of uh, government-owned land in, like, Australia and Canada, right? Commonwealth yeah. countries? Yeah, like, but you can't own land in, in Canada, really. Uh, you can own the house, but you can't own the land. And um, so that's kind of how that, how that plays out is, is that whether it's a country where you can own land as an individual or not is how they kind of calculate that. Well, is, I'll tell you, Steve, not, I don't want to quibble about those details. I will tell you this. I read something, a U.N. document called Habitat One. There's other habitats, but the first one said that everybody can have private property that's totally fine except for land. There should be no private ownership of land because it's too serious and it creates too much wealth disparity. And my thinking, it was so crazy because I had already thought as long as you have access to a piece of land that you can grow food on, they cannot totally control you. But the goal is to get that land. So maybe she, you know. That's what I'm pointing out is that the land is the part that, that a lot of people don't talk about. They talk about banking. They talk about territories. Oh, yeah. They talk about mm-hmm. territories. But land ownership is know, all that really matters. Was founded. Yeah. It was one of the most brilliant things to happen. Was not only were we allowed to own land, but we were allowed to own the minerals and what was below. Yes, and isn't that back, fantastic? Yeah, and if you look at the rest of the world, it doesn't exist. And that's what I... I lived in Texas for a long time, and I knew a lot of people from Oklahoma who were the last people standing after the Dust Bowl. They were poor farmers, whatever. They had oil and gas leases, and their children are completely upper middle class, if not wealthy, in Texas and Oklahoma. And it really evened out the wealth. There's a lot of wealth there spread around there. And I think in Pennsylvania now, there's a lot of gas wealth, leases and stuff. Whereas you look at like Egypt or other countries where you're not allowed to own the mineral rights, look at the concentration of wealth. So they act like public land ownership is possible. It's not possible. It just means a tiny little power elite owns it all at the top. Like Saudi Arabia, for example, is a perfect yeah. example of that. Yeah. So, so, so uh, yeah. It's just really important that, that everybody understands that watch land ownership, and it also tips it also tips the hat to what the world order is really trying to do. And you're right about that, Monica. That is one of the most critical parts of their puzzle, is controlling the land and the way they control it. Can you be more specific in a nutshell? Well, like, for example, Saudi Arabia is a great example of it. They control everything about their land, everything. So all the, all the oil is centralized into, into the family's pocket, where the population of Saudi Arabia sees nothing of it, only with the exception of if the family decides to do something. So the, the, the population, it is, it's strictly a Ponzi or pyramid type of scenario, to your point, where only the very top of the pyramid enjoys the riches of that, and the rest of the pyramid is just scrounging around trying to figure out how to put food on the table. Well, that's interesting, because I've always focused on the uh, absolute strict private property rights. That's very important to me. And the immigration issue actually is the reason people feel like they have a right to control the borders of this country 
from within Americans is that they cannot control strictly control the borders of their own property of their own communities there are lots of laws i mean the government will build a road right up to your doorstep whether you want it or not and then so so if we had totally strict private property ownership you really wouldn't have as many other problems but we don't and that that private property ownership continues to be encroached upon uh, little by little. That's why I hate the smoking ban. Why Why should a private bar owner not be allowed to let you smoke in his bar if you're a paying customer and people have the option whether to go in or not? That is a violation of property rights. That's very important. Even though I don't smoke anymore, it's a critical issue. So uh, I, I will keep my eyes open to land policy as a as a, a tell of what they're really after. I, was, I have time for one more quick call. Charles in Gainesville. Charles, you're on with Monica. Oh, thank you, Monica, for taking the call. Appreciate it. And I do enjoy your program. Don't get to hear it every, every Saturday, but I do enjoy it. One of the things I've always talked about and thought about is that I've often wondered if Obama really is our last president, that something in this last year will occur that he could call martial law or something like that to delay or no longer have the elections, and that would seemingly go along with some of the other things that you're talking about. I know it sounds really far-fetched. I, I'll be honest I've seen you. that. I've seen other people talk about that. I'm not there. I'll tell you what I do worry about. I worry about why the Secret Service has been in the news for the past two years as being totally incompetent. If there is something afoot, I'm worried about that. I don't know how it would play out, but I just don't like... Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'm I'm not writing drama off the off the charts, but there's a book too that I was suggested. You may have read it already. It's called Shattered Consensus. Uh uh-uh. uh By James Pearson, I think that's how his last name. It's quite interesting. It talks about how the United States, and this will be the, and he, he feels like that this election and what there are not necessarily the election, but something's coming up to uh, bring about a, a major upheaval in the United States. And we've had, I think, if I remember correctly, three of them already. Once was the, uh, well, one of them was a Civil War, uh, one was World War II, and another one was back in the 50s, 60s uh, change. Yep. And, 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 it's, and it's about a generation, he says, about 75 to 85 years, somewhere around in that, that, that a major change takes place. And under each change, although they look awful, they look like the thing's coming, and right now, uh, we're in we're in we're in lock between you know the parties can't get along you know and that's part of it that's part of it but it also that each time that it's happened it's improved things but I'm not sure well I don't know if things. it's going to improve things but I do feel like things are coming to a head in a way uh, that it hasn't been for for many decades uh, more after the break you can tweet at me at Monica Perez show. It's 49 degrees right now outside the studio. Showers are likely tonight. And the weekend weather is brought to you by Shoemate Heating and Air. And I also have a McDonald's prize pack for you. A family four-pack of tickets to an upcoming Atlanta Gladiators game at the Infinite Energy Arena. And four tickets to the Atlanta Boat Show, January 14th to 17th at the Georgia World Congress Center. So the first person to call 404-741-0750 can get that awesome prize pack and i am going to keep taking calls on what's happening in the world in 2016 i'm going to david and monticello david you're on with monica hey monica i i emailed you one time and i told you the way that this would all go down is people will surrender freedom for security and you talk about the um you talk about the surveillance with the black lives matter 
success it's going to have. It's going to be a world war. It's not going to be people are going to keep surrendering to the world. And you know, David, just to interrupt you for a second, I the uh, right, the people on the right are are falling for this. You know, the people who traditionally defend rights, when you look at some of the stuff Trump is saying, you would think, you know, you start defining things in terms of religion, that's not going to work in the end. Look at what DOMA did, the Defense of Marriage Act. Then you had the Supreme Court say, nobody can control how they define marriage in their own states. You can't start doing away with the rights and the Bill of Rights. It's going to come back to haunt you. But people, even on the right, do not are not seeing that because of fear. Right. And that and that's the way it'll all work out. It, it, it there won't have to be a war because you have a generation. I'm I'm in my mid fifties. When I when I was a kid, it was an honor to be in the military and to be a cop. And you got a generation behind me, my kids. I don't know how old your children are, but they don't see it like that. Everything is, you know, the flag is not the flag; it's a symbol. And every and we're afraid of everything, and we're afraid of not being politically correct. And that's how, whether right, left, or indifferent, it'll take over. Yeah, I'm not convinced. I'm not convinced we need uh, World War Three like they thought they needed World War One and World no. War Two. Two. No, it, it'll it'll be done with the, the best case scenario is when the president got up the other night and he is the president. He takes the hell out of me when somebody don't want to call him the president. I'm not, and I'm a, I'm I'm very conservative. But when somebody gets up and says starts to cry over. A you know the, the the Sandy the Sandy Hook or whatever yeah a guy with a Tuesday kill don't list say by the way about the the Christians being slaughtered anywhere else in the world you know and that so let's make you afraid for your children because a guy out in the country that can legally get a gun has a gun and that's what it is all fear it doesn't matter whether it's guns or whether it's driving or whatever it is yeah but it's David. I it's it amazes me how easily people fall for this when I hear the what when you hear like the debates and uh, and by the way, I'm going to be on the air after the debate Thursday night. So if you want to listen to WSB, I'll be giving you my reactions in real time. But a lot of times the debates, they they say stuff about what's happening in the Middle East or what happened in this country after 9-11 that just aren't true. And people believe it because it's what's said on Fox or CNN. But the real truth of some of these stories wouldn't make you conclude what they're leading you to conclude. It's pretty shocking. But it's, it's, a gen- it, it, it's, it's not, again, I'm in my mid-50s. It's not my generation that they're trying to influence. It may not even be you. I I don't know, but it's it's the generation behind us that they're influencing. It's not whatever's going to happen is not going to happen in the next ten years. It's going to take time. It's you know you say twenty sixteen. Yeah. Twenty sixteen. Trump will get right before he gets the nomination. He'll drop out. Probably his, his, yeah, that's uh, totally what I think too. He'll throw behind. He'll because who is he not locked up with? Cruz. He'll throw everything behind Cruz. He's the well. Reason. Cruz does have that birther issue. Yeah, but he's the one that brought it up for a reason. He wants to get out. That's my opinion. But anyway, David, I told I gotta say, I wish we weren't. Uh, I wasn't coming up on a break. I totally agree with that. He's bringing that up for a reason. The same thing with the Bill Clinton sex scandals. Trump's bringing that stuff up so that you learn how to take it with a grain of salt. Right, because Trump, Trump is not. Trump doesn't care about winning or losing. He, he doesn't care about. It. He wants to be part of this, but he doesn't want to be the president. But my point is that we're not going to win, or the, the election, or the the world order is not coming up because of. Of, of a war. It won't happen. Because yeah, okay. I, I got you. And I'm just saying, uh, yes, I agree with you. It's a very long-term plan. Uh, I go back and forth on whether I expect real conflict. Maybe it's not clear yet which way to go. 
Uh, This is Monica Perez. Jack, hang on. You're up next. Monica Perez on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. I am your libertarian voice on WSB Saturdays from 3 to 6. So we're wrapping it up. This is the last half hour. I'm telling you my 2016 picks. I'm down to my last two. If you want to hear the whole top 10 list, listen to my podcast early in the week at MonicaPerezShow.com. And also, Thursday night is a GOP debate. I am going to be on the air after that at midnight, giving you my reactions to that debate, midnight to two. But if you don't uh, catch that, I will also talk about the debate on my regular show next Saturday, but it's going to be late after the basketball game. So tune in at like 4.30 for that. Uh, my last two, I'm going to give a couple and then I got a couple of calls. I'm going to get to my number two thing for 2016. It's obvious there's going to be escalation of war in Syria, but I want to tell you, tick off a couple of things for you to be aware of as they start unfolding so you can see how predictable this is. Uh, we'll probably get a new authorization to use force, maybe in the lame duck Congress. You're going to hear a recognition of the caliphate. They're going to call it the caliphate. If they call it the caliphate, they act like it's a real government and they're not violating the sovereignty of Syria. But when we go into Syria, we will be violating the sovereignty of that country. So that's why they're going to start calling it the caliphate. Uh, Success in Syria, I predict, this is a long-term prediction, will be worse than failure. If you actually get Assad out of there, you're going to have another Libya, another Iraq. You're going to have al-Qaeda and terrorism. Uh, Assad said, after me, the deluge, basically. You you get rid of me. I'm the last thing. Look at a map. I'm the last thing that's going to keep uh, terrorism from Turkey and then into Europe. I think LCC in Egypt will be uh, tar- will be presented as like the good Muslim leader. Look out for that. Big one here. Hillary is going to talk about, or Hillary introduced the expression, the clash of civilizations. That was a uh, an expression uh, uh, released or created by Bernard Lewis in, I think, an article in The Atlantic. It was turned into a book by Samuel Huntington, and it sets up this whole conflict that justifies our reshaping the Middle East. And uh, even Pat Buchanan came in and noticed Hillary Clinton said clash of civilizations. It's true. We can never have peace with Islam. They won't integrate like any other migrants. That's not true, Pat. The reason people don't integrate in this day and age is welfare. If you can go into a country like Denmark or France and not work, you don't have to integrate. It's not a clash of civilizations. It's a failure of the welfare state. We don't need to go into wars in the Middle East that will just make the migrant crisis worse. But listen for the word clash of civilization. You're also going to hear more of breaking Iraq into three pieces. That's been a long-term goal in this reshaping the new Middle East. And uh, Turkey, Erdogan, Erdogan, however you pronounce his name, is going to continue to be under fire from the West and the East. Putin and the U.S. and all the media on the left and the right is attacking the president of Turkey. He definitely seems to be rogue. I mean, more so even than Putin. Putin is following a script of sorts. This guy in Turkey, no. So that's my, uh, that was actually all one prediction. I know that's not really fair. But at the end of the year, I'm going to go back and look and see how many of those things uh, really had legs and i'm going to take some of your calls and i'm going to give you my number one i am going to uh jack in canton jack you're on with monica hi monica pleasure to be on your show love your show thanks for being on the air thanks for calling what you got 
Well, I just wanted to say that uh, I think Trump is the wizard of ooze. <laughs> you know, he just kind of says whatever the people want to hear. You don't hear him talking about protecting the Constitution, protecting the Bill of Rights. You don't talk. You don't hear him talking about protecting private property rights. Has been talked about in this show. You don't hear him talking about. Um, the Second Amendment as a right. In fact, he talks about limiting the Second Amendment by having more mental health screening. And people don't really understand that the IDC-10 codes that replace the IDC-9 codes that all, you know, Western allopathic medical doctors have to uh, give a code for insurance billing purposes for whatever ailment they think you have. Um, the IDC-10 codes have been created for government data mining, so that system has been wow. set up for Oh, future. that's interesting. So they can identify you. I had a psychiatrist tell me he was against those mental screenings for guns because he said not one person can get 100 on a mental health test. It's like a physical test. I mean, you're always going to have one eye is bigger than the other. Like, you're always going to have something you can identify. And and to your point about Trump, so many of these things that he talks about, shutting down that Internet, um, this uh, what you're what you're saying, he's saying about the that the Second Amendment, I've noticed his attacks on the First Amendment. He uh, he he promotes the same themes that the very mainstream power elite want to promote from surveillance to pragmatism in the face of, you know, we don't need rights when we have terrorism. That's, that's nothing new. He acts anti-establishment, but that's very establishment. That's not people. He is the establishment. He's the 1%. He's the 0.001%. He's worth $4.5 billion. Uh, who knows I'm not even sure about that. I, I don't even know if I believe and, how, and, and believe who that. he's beholden to in terms of loans and banks and and whatnot. That I wonder. Yeah, I mean, it's not like that's going to become available. Look, the f- simple fact of the matter is, there's one man on the Republican stage who's been consistent in protecting the Bill of Rights and the Constitution, <laughs> standing up for the rights of the people, and that's Rand Paul. Yeah, Rand Paul is stronger than all of those men combined, and he's the man that will do the best job at protecting this country. But who do you think is going to win the nomination? It's entirely irrelevant what I think. I I think that the people need to vote to protect the Bill of Rights, the Constitution, and protect the country. And understand that fear is the opposite of faith. Fear is not... Ah, interesting. ...created by the adversary. And fear is not what we should have. We should have faith in God and faith in doing what is right and listen to the Founding Fathers who were wise men raised up for the purpose to create the Constitution. Look what Benjamin Franklin said. Those who give up, I can't, I don't know the quote by heart, but those who give up, uh, uh, what is it? Their, uh, security, their rights security for security. For, uh, little yeah. Those who give up liberty for a little temporary security will in the end find that they have neither. Yeah. Agree. So, you know, here's my prediction. False flag events will continue. <laughs> Authoritarian police state will continue. And any person, in terms of a politician, who will advance whatever agenda they want to go forward, they don't care. The financially don't care. As long as they can move their agenda forward in one area or another, they don't care if it's a Democrat or a Republican. They don't care if it's Trump. No, or they Cruz. don't. 
you they know, don't. Cruz and they false conservative. He has um, all the backing of all the all the financial lead. If you look at who runs his, um, you know, super PAC. But and, how do they think they're going to get around? Are you talking about Cruz, Jack? Jack. Yeah. Did you say Cruz has the financial elite backing? He does. How are is he going to get how are they going to get around this birther issue, which Trump scooped me on? But the fact is, if I you're talking about the wisdom of the founders, they have two criteria. The, the person has to be 35 and they have to be a natural born citizen. If you look at Cruz's background, he was born in Canada. I looked at Thomas Jefferson's writing of what it would take to be in in the like Constitution of Virginia. He wrote to be a citizen, for an infant to be a citizen, his father has to be a citizen. If his father's dead, then his mother being a citizen counts. So you could say you get it from your father and from being born in the place. He was born to a Cuban father in Canada. His mother was American, that's true. But he lived in Canada for the first four years, and he was a dual citizen until last year. That is a guy who could have dual loyalties. And his wife, you're talking about him having the financial backing. She was a, a, a managing director at Goldman and Merrill in Texas. She was at the CFR, Council of Foreign Relations, for five years when she signed off on a plan that talks about erasing the borders between Canada, the United States, and Mexico with respect to goods and people and having interoperability between police and militaries across the North American Union. This is her, and he told us not to worry about that. Nothing to see here. Don't worry about that. This is a guy who does not have, has the exact kind of potential conflict of interest that I think the founders were worried about when they made that only those criteria for the president. How these big money guys, how do they think they're going to get around that? You know what? They got around it with Obama. They can create anything that they want to create. They own the courts. They're. Uh, <laughs> so Obamacare. Obamacare so is the thing. I agree with you. I agree with yeah. you. 100%. You're absolutely correct. I know the background, but if you look at who's running his super PAC, if you look at the financial backing that he has, if you look at everyone who's running his campaign, um, they are the elite. Okay? He's I know. I conservative. know. He's a false conservative. He's extremely smart. Yeah. He's and he's an actor, by the way. You can look at him on YouTube acting in college, and he does a Jay Leno impression. He does a Reagan impression. He's an actor, just like Trump. Right. I mean, I hate to be negative on him because I used to, I used, I always give people the benefit of the doubt, believe it or not. I do. I mean, no matter what my like inner cynicism says, I give them the benefit of the doubt. But in, uh, but, and I respected what he was doing to fight Obamacare and I didn't like the way the Republicans attacked him for that. But now I wonder if that was a show and I, people don't like it when I talk about this stuff in this way, cause maybe it is a little too cynical, but I'm going to give you a um, my number one pick for 2016 since we're talking about the election is the election and jack mentioned false flag attacks stuff like that i don't know what the surprises are going to be but i see normally there's an october surprise like when chris christie hugged obama after sandy uh hurricane sandy they that really locked it in for obama so maybe there is going to be an October surprise. Maybe it's going to be Hillary versus Jeb, and there'll be a big, um, uh, maybe a real event, violent event, that creates a situation where people look at Jeb Bush and don't think he's tainted as being the brother of a Bush because his brother W. had, uh, George W. Bush had 
very low ratings at the end of his presidency, but he had very, very high ratings after 9-11. Maybe if you can get people in the mindset of that era, they'll welcome a Bush. But I think there might not just be an October surprise, but there might be a February surprise where Trump backs out um, by Super Tuesday, or maybe it'll be March when all the primaries happen, and the results would be an avalanche of funding to Jeb. I was still thinking Jeb Bush has a chance. Everyone tells me I'm absolutely crazy. I'm not betting in Vegas on this. I'm not counting on it. But uh, I don't know why he would still be in the race if he didn't think uh, he had a chance and that people weren't promising him money down the road. But Jack also has a good point about Cruz. He is getting tens of millions of dollars from like, like individuals or organizations that do know which way is up. I don't know why they'd be wasting their money on him if he didn't have a chance, despite what I consider to be an absolutely uh, more serious birther issue than Obama because he's actually admitting that he has a Canadian birth certificate. It's kind of crazy. So uh, that those are, are my predictions for that. I'm going to take one quick call. Talentino and Conyers, you're on with Monica. Uh, yes, I, I just want to make a comment on global warming. Yeah. And I'd like to have your opinion on what I say. Okay. Uh, my definition of global warming is global taxation, followed by government rules and regulations, followed by government fees and fines, leading to a one-world system. That's my comment. Have you seen the report from Iron Mountain? No. Oh, my gosh. It was written in the 60s. I've talked about it a thousand times on this show. People are going to get sick of hearing about it. But it's like only 80 pages. If you go to my website and type in report from Iron Mountain, you'll you can read it. They talk about if you don't have real war to uh, to tie people together and embrace government, you need something big and scary. And the best thing is world government. What they really want, this is the power elite, really want world government. The best way to do it would be to gin up an environmental scare that... Well, well, that system is in the Bible, talking about one world order system. Really? It's been 2,000 years ago. Well, it's coming true. (laughs) So, I don't know what to make of that. You know what? One of the biggest downfall of this country, what it's going to be, is going to be that our rejection of the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. That is the problem that we have in this country today, that is leading to all the different chaos that we might face. Well, the way I look at it, I look at if you get your ethics from the Bible or religion or even just. Uh, uh, non-religious secular ethics and values that have been established over the millennia, over hundreds of years, thousands of years. It, it's basically the same thing. It's really, first and foremost, the non-aggression principle. You're not supposed to aggress against other people. And they, uh, that is the fundamental touchstone of libertarianism that I think, regardless if you know what's going on or why, if you, if you hold Every single policy, every action against the non-aggression principle, I can't use force against somebody else unless they used force against me. 
it would eliminate just about all the policies that are going on right now from welfare where they steal your money and give it to somebody else to foreign intervention where they initiate force they call it preemptive and places like syria violate their sovereignty just remember the non-aggression principle if you're religious or secular it democrat republican and then i think we would have peace but i'm going to wrap this up and uh and give you a couple of more little predictions, not in my top 10. After the break, you can tweet at me if you want to last tweet, at Monica Perez Show. Wrapping it up, I'm on till 6. Next week, I'm also on till 6, but I don't start till after the basketball game, so it's probably around 4.30. And then there's a special edition of the Monica Perez Show this Thursday after the GOP debate. I'm going to give you my reactions uh, at midnight here on WSB from midnight to 2. And then I think like three to five or something like that. So uh, you can, uh, if you're a real night owl, you can get that too. But you can always get everything, all my podcasts, as well as connect with me on social media through my website, MonicaPerezShow.com. So I just got a tweet from David saying, great show. Glad you're back. Things do look bad for 2016. What about the stock market? And one of my predictions was, and as I said earlier, I was supposed to come out with my predictions last week, and this week I got scooped on a couple of different items, including I noticed nobody was talking about it, but I figured there was going to be a problem with the economy because, uh, or I should say, I don't want to be that cynical that like there's total control from the top. But if there was problems with the economy, we were going to end up with uh, a Republican president at the end of the year. So I had my eyes open for that. I also looked at, you know, you look at the market and if you just look at the graph and look at a 10 year graph of the Dow, it really looks like it's been topping out for the past year. It doesn't look like it's going to take off anytime soon. And Mike called earlier saying the cycle is really eight years not 10 years as you think of economic cycles. So, and some people think these economic crises are manufactured. You can look at, uh, I have a book called um, The Greatest Story Never Told about the 1929 crash being orchestrated. And I found a funny little, uh, a while back I was looking up Carlos Slim in Wikipedia I think he was sponsoring Special Olympics and my son has Down syndrome. And I noticed this weird little quote of him uh, or paraphrase saying that it's good to use downturns like the financial crisis uh, at GM to renegotiate union contracts and pensions and debt and increase the age of retirement. And that's just so uh, I understand what he's saying. But if you had the power to control a downturn, and I'm not saying he does, but if they if they can manipulate it like that, then the then you could then a downturn would benefit them because they can crash the market and then them being the financial powers and then buy everything up cheap and further concentrate money at the top. So there might be some control over it. I don't know. I'm terrible at timing, but it does look like 2016 will be a wobbly year economically, and certainly the last week has demonstrated that. I'm not. Uh, uh, I got a little bit scooped by that. But anyway, we'll see how the year folds out. I like to show, to talk about what I see happening and then revisit it at the end of the year. So let's see where we are there. So many interesting things are going to happen this year, especially the presidential campaign. So tune in Thursday at midnight or next Saturday at 4.30 to hear my reactions about the debate. This is Monica Perez. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. 
Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.